0: All right. <clears throat> I'm just... I'm just, sorry. I'm reading the script, and it says, this show, we're going to discuss Colson's feelings. Yeah. <laughs> that's, what, that's what we're going to do. Script, yeah. Are you going to read that out loud? Yeah, of course. <laughs> okay,
1: <great>. It's written <laughs> down. He's going to read it. Yeah,
0: yeah. If it's on that's the, right. If we is. know that he reads whatever's written down.
2: Yeah, so uh, just prepare to... Uh... It'll be great. It'll be
1: perfect.
2: Yeah. Y'all motherfuckers don't watch us play throughout the year, to tell you the truth. Wee! I'm going to be real with you, and I don't care if I get fined. That train is off the track.
3: I
1: feel like you, you can't just, like, jump through Neptune and be okay just-
2: the show needs more dogs and bears to this stuff. Yeah, so uh, just prepare to uh, be a in Undebeatable goodness. Welcome Pacers fans, you are listening to The Undebeatables, your semi-weekly Pacers podcast. Today is May 30th, 2021, and this is episode 531. Coming to you from Indianapolis, Indiana, I'm your host, Joey Gafreda the man behind the dials, and season ticket holder. This show, we're going to take a deep dive into Colson's feelings. We're going to discuss Pritchard and Bjorkren's status, uh, uh, their employment status, uh, and we're going to revisit our predictions from before the season started. Joining me this show are all three of our analysts, coast-to-coast, coast, like buttered toast, First, from the high school home of Jamison Brewer,
3: Silver Spring, Maryland, it's the doctor, Jason Triplett. What is up, Pacers fans? What is up, Undebeatables? Uh, shout out to the Miami Heat. Gone fishing. Fun to see. Mm. Mm.
2: From Indianapolis, Indiana, he's our in-house bartender, mixing up the drinks in the crappy jingles, and directly to my left in the same room, John Colson. What is up, Pacer Nation? What is
0: up, Undebeatables? I would like to shout out uh, Joey and his lovely wife, Catherine, who've allowed me to their home because they're both fully baked. They're both fully vaxxed. uh, (laughs) And so am I. And uh, this is what the world can look like. So just shout out to everybody who's fully vaxxed. And if you're not, go do it. We're back together in the same room after a year and a half. I know, amazing.
2: And... Via Skype, from Boise, Idaho, out west, it's our enforcer, John Harper.
1: What is going on, fellas? Uh, guess I'm shouting out Elio Castroneves, winner of this year's Indianapolis 500 for the fourth time. Wow. Mm. Joining A.J. Foyt, Al Unser Sr., and Rick Mears is the only people to win four times. Spider-Man. Nice. Congratulations.
3: Shout out. He's the guy, he drinks orange juice and not milk, right? Or it's a different guy?
1: Uh, that I don't know. He, they okay. call him Spider-Man because he climbs the...
3: Oh, he climbs a fence. He's that yeah. guy. Okay. Yeah, so yeah,
1: yeah. I don't know who the orange juice guy is.
3: I think orange juice guy's a different guy. I think you're right. That, I think it is a different guy. Yeah. It was a, I think it was a
2: Brazilian driver that had like an orange grove, if mm-hmm. I remember the, the orange juice one. But I I don't remember.
1: I believe Nevis is Brazilian.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's why I'm... What about, uh, yeah I don't know uh,
1: It's gonna be, uh, Fittipaldi, apparently Okay, yeah, there you
0: go right. I, Fittipaldi
2: I think Big Milk got a hold of everybody else I think, uh Fittipaldi's n- uh, Nephew was uh, driving In the, uh, race Today,
1: yep, rookie in the 500
2: Yep mm. Um he lost because he wasn't a part of Big Milk. You, gotta be... <laughs> you think that this... you're just going straight to the conspiracy theory. Oh huh? hell yeah, I am sir. After after all the time you spent on the internet in the last couple of years. <laughs> I've I've had nothing to do for the last year and a half, but right. Google Big do- Milk. <laughs> um <clears throat> We need to uh, we need to discuss I don't know when this is gonna be, but we we should discuss uh, the return of the Undebitacon at some point.
0: Mm. Get
2: close. Yeah. I don't know when that's going to be. I'm but assuming next season. Potentially. If there is a next season. We'll talk about that
3: in the show. Right there. <laughs> <laughs> we'll give you that story right after the break. Yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll, we'll go to Undebedacon and wherever the Pacers move to. Yeah.
2: That's that's right. gonna Look, Seattle <laughs> going to have a good time. Someplace warm. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. Uh, before we get into the show, I'd like to remind you, this show is brought to you by you. If you head over to patreoncom undefeatables. it's a way you can support our show for as little as a dollar per month. Um, Five dollars a month gets you a koozie shipped to you and uh, access to our, our Slack. Um, and uh, well, the last time we were, we also did some some koozie giveaways. Before some Pacer games, uh, in the before times, uh, if you were lucky enough to be at a bar uh, near Colson and uh, a, a huge bag of, of koozies. That's right. But the way to guarantee that is to uh, to become a patron. Right.
0: Or just be at a bar near Colson. Right. Near the field house next season.
2: Right. Maybe. It's
0: easier to just become a Patreon. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: That's how you can guarantee it that way. <laughs> All right. So, uh, you know, as we discussed, um, Colson, you were you were out uh, last week. I appreciate w- you guys doing a great job. On the, uh, way. I really
0: enjoy listening to the show,
2: um, particularly when I'm not on it. So, mm-hmm. well done. Um, but you had some feelings that you, you know, that you wanted to get off your chest, I think. Yeah. Um, We want to, we want to be here for you to to do that.
0: Well, one of the things that I, 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 on some level, I felt like you guys sort of moved beyond, um, what had happened because it was too, uh, well, what had happened? Difficult. (laughs) Um, we got, we got embarrassed on national television and like, I don't. I don't think you'd rather that j- get embarrassed on local television. <laughs> <laughs> no, but but here's what here's what kept going on in my head when I was watching that Wizards game was that Jason and and I uh, well it, and all of us had talked about on the podcast about how the way that we had embarrassed the Charlotte Hornets is going to make them think about themselves and they have to do some internal search you know self searching because we. Embarrassed them, obliterated them on national television, and we turned around and did the same thing. And if that doesn't make us look um, inside ourselves or look in the mirror, um, then you know not only as a franchise but as fans, like this was, I was, I was embarrassed, and the and the players should be embarrassed, and the the coaches should be embarrassed, and everyone should be embarrassed because we got just absolutely slaughtered they slaughtered. It wasn't even close. It wasn't even competitive, it wasn't interesting. We didn't bring the energy, we didn't bring the effort. All the things that we talked about on the last episode I was on about how we actually looked like we cared about defense and we actually wanted to rebound and we were everything was coming together the next day we were exactly the team that I thought we had been all season. Yeah, which I don't is... know that
1: anything was coming together after this show. Yeah, no, exactly. Oh, man, like it, We
0: had conditions. one good game, and it wasn't actually coming together. We were the team that we thought we were, and I think we should be appalled and embarrassed, and I think real change, real change needs to happen. Um, I am, I'm angrier, I think, than you guys were on the last show, and that's all I wanted to say. I think this is a, a disgrace.
1: Oh, I was just happy it was over.
0: Yeah, no, I think that's where you all, all you guys were, and that's fair, but I'm very, very upset. Like, this was humiliating.
2: Yeah, so we're at acceptance, and you're still in the anger phase. Yes,
0: yes, yeah, that's yeah. where it is. You guys yeah. were acceptance, I'm still in anger, and I think it needs to be said, this is embarrassing. And everyone involved in the franchise should be embarrassed.
3: Well, see, far, the difference between the us and uh, the, the Charlotte Hornets is that was the first time the Charlotte Hornets have been embarrassed on national TV. Pacers have been swept out of the first round of the playoffs the last two years. So, you know, this is it's par for the course. Yeah, exactly. This is expected. It's on the Yeah,
0: but not by 30 points against the freaking barely making it Washington Wizard teams that about that just got swept out of the playoffs. Like I don't or is about to be like, I don't I don't. I don't have no patience for that. Like, that's the, that's a different level. Like, if we got into the 6th or 7th or 8th seed or whatever we've done when we've gotten swept out, like, this was against a barely playoff team and we lost by 30.
3: No, I'm with you. I mean, like, the you're right. The energy and effort was, was you're right, embarrassing. It's disgusting. Sure. It's disgusting. No and, doubt. And,
0: like, the thing is, it's like, I, I, I want to talk so much about the amazing season that Sabonis had, but, like, and I know he fouled out of this game or whatever, but, like, can you play some frickin' defense for me at the rim? It was, it, and and I love what Brogdon has done for his season. I love what... I love what Karis LeFord has done in his season. I, 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 I'm I so proud of TJ McConnell and, and McDermott and, and their seasons, but, like, I didn't feel like anybody was willing to step in front of somebody to take a charge. We... <laughs> And also, 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 you guys mentioned it on the, on the pod, but like the coach is saying, Hey, look, you're going to hit the shot. Just run back. Don't worry about rebounds. We got out rebounded by like 25 because the coach was telling us to legitimately not rebound because we're getting beat so bad on, um, fast breaks. So it's like, am I even mad at the, the players at this point for not rebounding I'm I'm just mad at the entire. We're getting beat on fast breaks, even if we're not rebounding, and we're also losing the rebounding battle by 20. I it was it was a disaster. We also okay, didn't I'm hit sorry. any shots. Right. Also, all the shots that coach said we were going to hit, we didn't hit any of them. So, also, it was just a disaster from beginning to end. And I was super embarrassed, super sad. And I think this 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 franchise needs to look in the mirror. And I you know I thought this was going to mean the the firing of Buchanan, I'm not sure that's going to be the case now. I thought it might be the firing of Pritchard. I don't think that's going to be the case now. Is it going to be the firing of our coach? I mean, the guy is saying, hey, don't worry about rebounds uh, on live national television, mic'd up, which the team is allowed to decide whether that's good enough to go on television. Really? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, All that stuff has to be pre-assessed. And he was like, yeah. Approved by a team. Approved by the team member."
1: And he's like, "Yeah, don't worry about it. Just yeah. run back faster no. and harder." Um, that, I don't that, know. That team representative might have been chucking him under the bus at that moment. <laughs> sure. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just I just, I was, I think I was more upset that maybe you guys were, and I just
0: wanted to put that out there. Or maybe you guys had moved on to acceptance, and I was still in anger.
3: Yeah, you were. You didn't have enough um, forty-dollar mimosas at LaGuardia, so. And you're still upset, right? right, uh, right exactly. So, like you,
0: you can only have one of those. If you so have, if you have multiple ones, it's too expensive.
3: Yeah. Wait. Yeah. Well. So maybe this transitions to our our next topic. But you know, if in your opinion this type of loss uh, precipitates or needs to precipitate uh, major change in the direction of the franchise, you know this team has limited moves personnel wise you know like so what are you thinking like is this like you need to trade turner away because this clearly doesn't work i mean turner wasn't really at fault he wasn't playing in this game uh he was also our best defensive player all season right and we have basically everybody under contract except for mcconnell and mcdermott mcdermott right yeah Mm -hmm. um I don't know that you would blame either of those guys for. Those, the, they both the had career English. years, right? Exactly. Um, d- is this a ship Brogdon away? Ship Sabonis away? Like, I don't. I see think that's that on the, the table.
0: I th- I think those you things did. are on the table. Yeah. No. I mean, look. I, I think Pritchard brought in a bunch of guys that I was really excited about, and I'm happy with all these guys. I'm happy with their the way they treat this franchise, their personalities, the way they handle themselves. Um, you know, all the stuff during the bubble, all that stuff. But the problem is, is that this team is soft and it gets pushed around. And if that's the personality of the players, players need to change. If it's the personality of the coach, the coach needs to change. If it's the personality of the front office, front office needs to be changed. Because this team gets bullied. It got bullied all year, we got blown out a billion times. Joey stopped watching the team for a while because he just decided that we were just going to lose every fourth quarter. Mm -hmm. This has happened to this team this year. And I like all the guys and they all had great seasons. But I don't want to blame Sabonis who can put up triple doubles. But, like, if he's the person on my team, can I win? I don't want to, like, you know, blame Brogdon if, you know, He's going to put up triple doubles, but if he's the person on my team, can I win? Um, Karis Lavert's new guy, I, I I don't know if he totally blended. I get what he's trying to do, and I think we can make it happen, but I'm not sure we can make it happen under this coach. I'm just not sure. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty much desperate because I like all the pieces, and I want to support a long-term coach, but something's... Stinks and it's not working.
1: Yeah, I mean, obviously we didn't have a great end of the season. I mean, that's that's not a secret. Uh, I mean, I think that this team is difficult to evaluate. I mean, you look up and down the roster, and I like the collection of talent that we put together, especially given the fact that we're a small market, we have to do all this stuff through trades, uh, and the draft, I mean... Everybody had a career year, right? So you mm-hmm. kind of left scratching your head. Well, why did we underachieve so monstrously? Obviously, injuries have something to do with that. I mean, like I said, that that just really complicates any sort of post-mortem, I think. for Sure. T.G.
0: Warren makes our life a lot better.
1: As does you know, more than ten games of Karis Levert, right? I mean, right, right. He's, he's a he's a good player, and you know, we we got him for nothing essentially. Nothing, man um well the other
2: thing too is we did have old depot for some of this season right mm -hmm. and you know we played well when he was there but he only played with one quad i felt like you know like
1: (laughs)
3: no he had both of them Uh, just only one was attached to the right place okay i see
1: one was like attached to his kidney or something
3: yeah exactly. (laughs) so yeah yeah, (laughs) it's on there if you notice he did have kind of a silly walk um they attached it to the back of his knee or something like that do you think it was one of
2: those things where like the the surgeon like finished the surgery and he just there were still a bunch of screws left over and he's like i don't know where do these yeah, go man totally.
0: <laughs> so are, are you saying to me that we traded oladipo away because he was damaged goods for for Karis
2: Levert, who's a very young talented player I mean, I don't think Depot was a, a good influence on this team towards the end of right. his stint here, and so that was reason enough that he was like, "You don't even need the the healthy reasons."
0: No, right, no, 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 He I mean, was—he's one foot out the door. Right. I mean, he
2: wants to go play for Miami. He, yeah, and, and he got what he wanted. So,
1: and what I he mean, deserved. That's
2: fine. Right.
1: Or at least that team. Uh, and Miami, Miami
2: got what they deserved too. Uh, but yeah, I mean, yeah, he he, whatever. We're getting sort of dis- distracted here. But. No,
0: no, no. I think I think I mean th- this is the, this goes back to the Pritchard thing. Like he's doing great work, right? Like he brought just like Harper said, like he brought in all these things and small market team. We're bringing, you know, we brought in two all stars for the Paul George trade. We turned um, Oladipo, who's broken now, into Karis LeVert. Like we we brought in Marco Brogdon. We, we we've got all these really talented players um do they fit is a different question but like i think pritcher's done his job now did he do his job hiring the right coach i don't know um as far as old depot goes um he is now not playing basketball and they hope he's going to play basketball next year but he's also without a contract
2: um so
1: yeah, it's going to be tough for that. You need to find a job with his current track record. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 uh, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. I think that falls squarely under not
0: my problem, right? But 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 what I want to say is that I think Pritchard's done a great job, um,
1: and, but yeah, no, B- I, and, but it doesn't all feel like it's fitting. It seems and, like and, Buchanan's done a really good job. Yeah, no, it does. It does. Pritchard hired a coach that we're not sure if we can. Have well, for but uh, two years in, progress. but
0: Buchanan had the relationship with. With Ren. and I feel like that's a
1: thing. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know that that's really his decision to make.
3: Yeah, fair enough. I just wanted to chime in on something that both uh, Coulson and Harper brought up, which is that the uh, the idea that you know each of these players, our key players, had career years, and this was something that Malcolm Brogdon brought up in his final uh, or or his post-game interview after the the loss to the Wizards was you know, he said, you know, I appreciate Coach you know, he led me to a career year or whatever. And I think there's there's two things going on there the first is that this year is just stat inflation so like of, of course you had a career year like we played at a high, the highest pace we've ever played and you know, whatever. Not to say that like these guys didn't perform well or that Coach didn't extract anything out of them, but I think the extraction of talent above the, you know, replacement level coach or whatever that would have played at that pace is negligible in my opinion. Mm, Um, The other thing that it, it speaks to me, especially the way Brogdon brought that up is that maybe that's a symptom of what's sort of wrong with this team is that they play each individual is playing super well and they're they're achieving you know Mal- or uh, miles turner is blocking the most shots and uh despite tricky math or whatever um, <laughs> and uh and brogdon's having a career and mcconnell's having a career all this stuff right but there's no the sum is not uh greater than the parts or whatever right and i think that that is part of the the issue with this team yeah. and that goes to Colson's point of these these guys aren't you know tough like if you're not a cohesive unit you're not going to go to war for your buddy right? right so like if Aaron Holiday gets you know a hard foul going to the bucket you know what you would expect is next time down the floor you know Miles Turner or Sabonis to lay some wood on you know somebody from the other team but if you're in a, a place where you don't care about or you're mostly focused on your own individual stats and performance and not team cohesiveness, then maybe you don't go that extra mile, you know? I think offensively we shared the ball. I think we cared about that, but you
0: know, we've talked about this a million times defense and rebounding is energy and effort. And you do that for each other and you do that for the coach. And so this maybe speaks to what you're talking about, Jason, like, I think offensively we shared the ball, like we yeah, were Yeah, but offense is fun.
3: Like everybody. But I know, but but offense. the thing is, is like, like there
0: wasn't a bunch of selfish people that were just I'm gonna get all my points. Like we 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 spread the ball around. You know, you're right. It is fun. But I mean, we did
3: hard. until you know the fourth Karis quarter. Needed, right. Yeah.
1: yeah.
0: Until Karis Levert needed to take thirty shots.
1: I also think right. that not playing defense contributes to stat inflation, right? I mean, all that energy that sure. you're not using on defense, you can now use yeah. to just like throw up some stats on the offensive yeah. side which is more fun right i mean that it's that way that, more fun that i mean that that seems to what you guys are talking about implies a lack of discipline
3: right hmm. Hmm. which is ironic from a taskmaster of a coach kind of micromanager
2: well so you know you you talk about uh uh you know big changes in the front office well one's not happening uh Harper you picked this up first for us the uh, Pritchard is going to remain the president uh, after after meeting uh, herb Simon um, so ownership thinks that uh, Pritchard's doing his job he agrees with us so okay. um, you know g- good on you uh, herb um, so he's he's gonna be here so that's you know what a person that we we, we think is has, has done uh, good work yeah. Um, and is you know, one of the most influential you know pieces just in the entire organization, basketball wise at least like um, so he's got a job still. um and I, from what I've heard, it's just hard to it's just hard to get people to work these days and he's he's gonna be one <laughs> of them so <laughs> well i I also i I've made this point before, but I'd like to remake it, which is
0: with Donnie Walsh stepping down this year and with uh, Slick Slicklender uh, passing. Like, I think there's some sense that you want to have some continuity with the franchise. Um, And and Pritchard, you know, has the confidence of of the Simons. I think that I'm concerned. Uh, Jason made me very concerned uh, when he said, hey, look, the most important thing he could do is hire the right person. And he spent, you know, interviewed 20 people. But then when he found the guy he liked, didn't do enough background checks. (laughs) on this guy's personality and that should be a fireball offense. Um, Herb Simon has decided that's not fireable. Um, I assume at this point that that means that if Pritchard's not the fall guy, that Bjorkren's going to be. Right. So my prediction is that uh, Bjorkren's no longer going to be our coach. Do you have an opinion on that, Joe? You, you say you think Bjorkren's out? I think Bjorkren's out. So you think... Uh... You know, we have these exit interviews with the players and the staff. Every, every, I mean... You know every player, every assistant coach, every ball boy. Well, maybe not the ball boys, but I mean everybody gets to get a little. There, I'll, <laughs> I'll do one. Okay. <laughs> yeah, exit interview. Every, every podcaster, <laughs> every podcaster, Um you get and you you know they say, hey, look, how how did things go this year? Mm-hmm. What do you want to see next year? Here's what I saw this year. Here's what I want to see next year. Like that's the exit interview, and if everybody says, I hated. The shit out of our coach, then mm. he's gone. Right. If you get about a fifty-fifty thing, I think based on our record, he's still gone. So you'd have to have an overwhelming support of this coach to say, "Hey, look, I love him. He just needs to learn some stuff." And if that's the case, like if he's oh, like, "Hey, look, we happen. love what he has
1: set in his quarter," and that's, about I think, might that's be that's about it. it. <laughs>
0: yeah. So that's my concern. Like, if if everybody was like, "Hey, look, he's yeah. the best," but hey, just we need to get better. Uh, but that's not what we're hearing from the from the media. At least it sounds like he's a freaking a hole.
2: What, what was the uh, athletic article? I didn't I didn't see that one till till late. Who,
3: Jason? Did you read that one? I did. Yeah. So Kravitz wrote a couple articles, but the most recent one was sort of after uh, the uh, postseason press conference that Pritchard uh, gave, and his. So Pritchard said. Regarding Nate Bjorkman, uh, no decisions have been made. Um, uh, Nate and I will have a long conversation over many days on what he needs to improve on. He is our coach as of now, and I'll have a fair discuss <laughs> discussion with him. Uh, which, uh, Kravitz uh, writes translation, he's gone. And so, it, basically, he didn't, you know, give a vote of confidence and say, this is our guy, like... You know it was a rough year there was a lot of you know things going on i mean Weird i said all of those things at some point but right. um th- there was not a clear uh, delineation of like this is the path forward this is our guy uh, it was a very uh paul george slash victor oladipo-esque answer like yes he is a pacer right now i am i'm a pacer <laughs> i am I am currently a Pacers coach. Read the contract. It says what it says.
0: <laughs> so, so Harper, um, I don't want you to give me um, your prediction of whether Björkrin's in or out. 50-50, 60-40, 50, I don't care. Do you want Bjorkren to be your coach next year?
1: I mean, I, I'm just skeptical of everything that comes out in the media a little bit, right? Like, Sure. I, I, I would like more... From our players right do you think
2: big you think big milk is behind this don't maybe, you <laughs> maybe or big OJ
1: I don't know which but there's definitely <laughs> definitely somebody's on it I mean I like These I said I, for the most part I trust Buchanan and Pritchard and I think that by and large they do a good job obviously there were some real holes in our coaching search this time around part of the problem with that is that I don't know if it would be any better if we just can this guy and move on. Like how, wh- what's my guarantee that the coaching process, you know, the, 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 search process improves, right. Based upon what we have in front of us. Right. So, um, I, I have very mixed feelings about it, hmm. but clearly Bjork grinned under Chief wildly. It's his first year as a coach. Lots and lots of injuries, but you know that's basketball. You know, I I I'd say that odds. I mean, somebody's probably taking the fall on this thing, and I think you're probably right. I think it's probably him.
0: i, I with you though, uh, Harper. Like I feel like on some level, like it's a first year coach. Like let's let him make mistakes. He can get better. We've talked about this all the time. People can become better leaders. Well, um, the NBA is often enough, uh, often not patient enough with their coaches. My only reservation about saying that is that, you know, and grant, granted, you said you don't trust the media on this, but like, if the players don't like him, then why are we wasting our time?
1: Yeah, I mean, if that's the case, obviously, it's. I mean, if this, yeah. if this guy is you know truly a toxic, yeah, just a tyrant, and you know. Does, doesn't have the ear of his players and isn't doing what needs to be done for, you know. the the health of the organization. Then yeah, I mean, move on and do a much better job than we did this time.
2: Yeah. I think the other the other variable in this for me is is who who do you get instead? You know, that's like, is there, you know, and, and some of that's like you, you you don't know what you get. You know, for for somebody unproven, you don't know, you know, you're, you're taking another chance. Um, you know, with a proven person, like, you, you know, you have a better idea of what you're getting. I feel like know. we can
1: just have Becky Hammond or Tim Duncan. And, like, we well, know they're proven. Yes, we
2: could just do those things tomorrow. Yeah. No, yeah, what I'm saying, like, neither of them have been a, a, a head coach. Um, I'm saying if, it depends on what you're looking for. If, if you want, like, a proven thing, then... Then you know you, you got to go well, like elsewhere. Steve
0: Nash was the first time head coach, and the thing is, he's a player. And he's the both Becky Hammond and Tim Duncan have been the best players on their team, and so they know how to actually be leaders. I think what we're dealing with is a guy who, with Bjorkren, is someone who may be brilliant at X's and O's but has no idea how to be a leader of, of humans. And we know that Becky Hammond and Tim Duncan can do that, sure. So, there's at least that. Maybe they're less brilliant at X and O's, but, like... Well, well I get my point, though, though is... I want to follow you into battle, Joey. Do I, I mean, I would I would follow you. In. Yeah,
3: and yeah. I'm, yeah. Ju- I'm just rereading this Pritchard article, and sp- I'll sprinkle in quotes that are relevant. So, uh, along those lines, Pritchard said, I've got a coach who has super talent in X's and O's, but needs some improvement in human management. Hmm. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> so, I checked, just checked uh,
2: on Basketball Reference... All of our players are humans. So. Oh, well, thank
0: God. Thank you for
2: checking that.
3: Thanks, the, basketball You're a stats reference.
2: guy. Yeah, the basketball reference has got everything.
3: <laughs> uh, here's the other quote that was relevant to sort of our discussion earlier. He said, individually in that locker room, they got along very well. Speaking of, uh, it's not clear, but the inference is Warren and basically players and the coach. Uh, when we got on the court, uh, to be brutally honest, it wasn't that way. There was a little bit of disconnect in the team. And then he goes on to say, um, you know, uh, you got to give the guys a little bit of a break on that. One night you had one role. The next night you had a different role. We were always mashing up a team. One night Aaron Holiday is a starter. The next night he wouldn't play. The next night he needed to be a defender. And there wasn't that continuity that I wanted so badly. Uh, Because continuity over time is success if you have enough talent. And so part of that is situational injuries and and whatnot. But another part of that is inexperience as a coach, right? I think like we've talked about this on the podcast before that NBA players are players of habit. Like they're going to perform super well if they know they're going to get, you know, 12 to 15 minutes at these times in the game. And this is their role and this is what they're going to do. Like I think most human beings excel in those types of things when they know what is expected of them and they can go out and do it um the other thing that i thought was interesting from this article and from the pritchard interview uh was you know there was all this talk uh when they they were in the coaching search about getting a coach that was you know able a able to relate to players right that was a big thing and clearly they didn't do uh due diligence on sort of uh that aspect but But then the other thing they text
0: jason he knows how to text
3: right the other thing that um (laughs) they wanted was like uh play modern basketball right go smaller play faster shoot more threes like blah 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 uh but sort of in this um i can't find the quote now but basically he said like oh yeah it's great you know you can go small and shoot a lot of threes but really we need to play defense kind of what joey was saying you know a couple weeks ago like and so we really need to have a defensive minded like sort of coach or whatever and so it's sounds like pritchard or the the front office are a little bit torn as to what is actually the right path forward so they just want nate shaping this team is what's
1: happening (laughs)
0: yeah they just want nate
3: back yeah they just want nate back I
0: mean, the thing is, is you can play offense all day, but not in the modern day. You have to, you have to end up playing defense. You just have to. Like, if you don't play a little bit of defense, you're not going to win basketball games. That's just the nature of it. There's, uh, we, I don't know if I can name a um, NBA championship uh, team that has not been a top fifteen, at least top uh, fifteen defender in the league, um, most likely top ten. Who's won the championship In the last Ever um, You just can't just outscore people You just can't do it All those great offensive uh, teams From the, the Golden State Warriors Were really good at defense They just were
3: um, I don't know it's, We'll, we'll it's... see the Nets are going to give
0: it a try this year So, mm-hmm. Yeah We'll see how it goes
2: Anything else Uh you guys got to say. We about, got, we got all, we
3: got yeah. all wound up. We had a bunch of stuff to say. Yeah. Coulson well, had a bunch up. of pent up. Uh,
0: yeah, yeah, you did. That's right. Uh, vacation energy. Yeah.
1: Can't like the panic fester.
0: That's right. I'm just, I'm just hitting the Joey Panic button all the time. Well, that's Although, the whole
3: thing. You were in the keys. There's not a lot of panic buttons around. You know? There's yeah. no the panic buttons there. on the keys. Just like, yeah. chill, man. They don't even yeah. have them. I couldn't even find them. But now I'm back here next
2: to Joey, just pounding away um yeah we went uh, went a little long on uh you know what that's on me that's on me the topic said colson's feelings and i budgeted like 10 minutes and that's on me um, <laughs> yeah that's that's incredibly that was naive of you sir. yeah yeah <laughs> so thursday we'll talk about our predictions from before the season uh plus we will we, we get the uh the supercomputer a little extra time to run uh it's sure, gotta check, got check. Let the, Harper
0: uh, figure out what all that meant. Uh, yeah, all the nonsense I talked before the season. Yeah,
2: he's gonna quantify that uh, with his supercomputer. I don't know if there are numbers for that. Uh, he, yeah, he's gonna run through the cloud. We, we, we got to figure it out. The cloud. Yeah, yeah. Don't worry about that. All right. Well, yeah. So we'll be back with you on Thursday, talking about that. And uh, spoiler alert: the Pacers' end-of-season awards. We'll be getting to on Thursday as well. So, uh, I'm interested to see who wins the coach of the year. That'll be interesting. Oof. LeBron. It'll be interesting. <laughs> uh, until then, you can find us on social media. Uh, we are on Twitter. We are on Twitter at Undebeatables. We're on Facebook.com slash The Undebeatables. And you can message us through there. Uh, thanks to everyone who's been doing that. Uh, website is theunderbeatables.com. There's a contact form there. You can send us a message. You can send us an old-fashioned email. Shout out at theunderbeatables.com. And we got t-shirts for sale at uh, the website slash store. For the architect, Donnie Walsh, who
0: definitely got out this season in time before the dumpster fire, and our yeah. <laughs> once-and-always coach, Bobby suck Leonard turn out the lights. the party's
2: over what was that Whoa. is that, that was something pent up
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> so the keys were good huh
0: keys were amazing it's yeah. 82 and sunny every day and that's just it's it, 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 getting hotter no, every day, and then it, it's uh, the low is seventy seven every day, and uh, there's just a breeze off the water, and it's just amazing. Yeah, uh, partly cloudy occasionally.
2: Okay, yeah, with the
0: chance how of many, a how many times have
3: you uh, sang uh, Margaritaville?
0: <laughs> oh, actually, it's funny. There, I learned I learned some rules through uh, uh, no. So the um, cover bands aren't allowed to do uh, Jimmy Buffett
1: songs. What? Yeah, really. Yeah, how can you enforce that? Jamie Buff oh, will I'm come they, around and start busting the yeah and, and murder you <laughs> exactly, exactly.
0: No, I think it's a thing where like he that's his thing, and like it's always played on the radio anyway. So like cover bands just stay away from it. So it's kind of fun. Yeah, uh, but a lot of uh, uh, the Eagles, a lot of. Uh, more Tracy Chapman than you'd expect down there. I'd expect none, so heat. yeah, no. Uh, she's she's got the uh, island feel, apparently, according to uh, the radio stations down there. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Jason is perplexed.
3: <laughs> I, yeah, I don't even know how to process that. Yeah. Maybe I haven't I, listened a lot, to a lot of drum music. Yeah, no, no.
0: It's, it's she's got rhythm, man.
3: I know she has rhythm. I'm, she's a very talented individual. I enjoy her music. I don't.
0: What did she dance? I just, I'm just dancing ever, to her like, in my head right now.
3: Uh, playing some Tracy Chapman by the pool and being like, "Yeah, alright, just
0: give me one reason to stay here." Uh, turn back, back around. That's the well, blues. blues.
3: That's literally a blues song. Yeah, no, it is. Yeah, yeah. You don't play the blues at the beach. I don't understand. I don't know. I don't know. Bad. It
0: was it was way more than I expected. I'm with you. It was very odd. A lot of <laughs> a lot of Eagles. Um, Uh, And uh, who's the other guy? Uh, Oh, The Weeknd. Everybody loves The Weeknd out there. Okay. Uh, The Weeknd's real hot right now. I mean, The Weeknd's just very popular in general. I don't know. I don't know what he says. Is it a Starboy or a Star-Lord? Who's he want? Star-Lord is the Guardians of the Galaxy. (laughs) Star-Kid?
2: Are you thinking of uh, 2001? Space Odyssey? Yeah,
0: the Star-Child. Ooh, maybe he's saying Star-Child. I think, it's, I think he says Starboy. I think it's Starboy. I think he's talking about drugs in all his songs. I'm, seriously, I listened to so many Weekend songs. I'm pretty sure every song is about heroin or cocaine. Is what I decided. Yeah, uh, but at one point he's talking about the Star Lord boy, Star Face, a Star, star Monster, Starfish.
3: We had to look yeah. it up. The uh, the title of the album is Starboy. So okay. The, there you the go. song is Starboy so I'm assuming.
0: But it doesn't make sense in the song Why he would call the drugs the Starboy But I guess whatever It made sense at the time Didn't <laughs> <right>. <laughs> When you were on all that heroin It really made a lot of sense <laughs> I'm not accusing the weekend of anything I'm just saying I've listened to a lot of the, his music this, this week and it was it Sounded a lot like drugs
2: Well Good for him
0: uh, if he wants to come at me on Twitter, um, I am uh, at Joey.
3: I don't even know your... What's yeah, your thing? Yeah, No, you have to go tell us Joey's him. just coming at Joey. That's how early he was to the game. What's...
1: Uh, wait, what's... Uh, at
0: JoeyGafrida.com yeah. uh, slash Undebeatables. Yes. I think it's his Twitter. <laughs> so text. come at him. Come so, at him. Text me there. It's this whole thing. Text him. <laughs> come get him. It's all his fault. Come on, we can sue at Joey/Garfuda. Oh,
2: dot Wait, slash. How dot com. did it escalate from like send me a message to sue me?
0: Well, I mean, I think this is—I assume this is slander. You're the one that's saying all this. <laughs> I, hey, look, I'm with you. It's your idea. Uh. <laughs>